Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. It is Tuesday, October 5th. So glad you're on today. Thanks for uh, being a part of this. We, uh, we are now in the fourth chapter of the book of 1 John. So uh, we'll wrap it up tomorrow, and then we'll move on to 2 John. So we're going to spend the week with uh, the Apostle John, uh, who also wrote the Gospel of John and the book of Revelation as well as these three epistles. So uh, good stuff. Hey, and I'll tell you what, chapter four is really good. I'm just saying. So it's worth it's, it's worth uh, digging in today. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, yeah, um, I'm uh, looking forward to what God's going to tell us today, teach us. It's, uh, it's always exciting when we uh, open up our hearts and our minds to the word of God. And uh, I believe today is going to speak to us, man, because there's, there's some... There's some good stuff in here, really good stuff in here. Uh, so hope you have your uh, your pen, your underliner, your uh, whatever you need so you can dig in and highlight the things that really speak to you. So, um, yeah, so glad you're a part of it. Um, let's uh, let's do it. You know, what we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. This. Uh, so let's read. This chapter is a little longer uh, for John, at least, and uh, than the others. So this one's uh, 20 verses, 22 verses, 21 verses, <laughs> 21 verses. All right, you guys, let's do it. Let's do it. First John chapter four. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Man, that's a good word. Because we, you know, uh, we we have, we're in the information age. Um, I mean, uh, you know, we, we can, we can, uh, we have access to so much information. What we, what we lack is wisdom and discernment. It's not uh, the quantity of information it's the uh, the discernment to know whether that information is accurate or not, uh, to, to know whether it's of God or not. Um, and so discernment is uh, such a, and you know, the thing is, is information comes at us so quick, we we can get, um, uh, well, I guess lazy, <laughs> but it, it can be tiring too, right? To have to, to test everything that comes at us. But uh, this is a great warning for us, you know, especially when it comes to spiritual things and matters of truth. Um, John reminds his, uh, the church there that, uh, and reminds us now to test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Is this really of God? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Verse two, this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. So how do we test it? What's the litmus test? What, what sort of grid do we run it through? Here, here's a way. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is, is that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Okay. 
Now, John's speaking obviously to a specific issue in his uh, community where people are denying the divinity or and the humanity of Jesus. They're divine. I'm sorry. They're denying the humanity uh, of Jesus. They're saying he wasn't really a human. He was a, a spirit. He was different than us. And uh, and John's saying any person who denies that Jesus came in the flesh, came as a human being, um, that is not of God. That is not true. So how does that apply to us? How, how does that truth apply to us? Well, it um, it applies because we can ask ourselves um, when someone's making a claim or even a religious claim, what does that claim have to say about Jesus? Does that claim deny the divinity of Jesus? Does that claim divine uh, deny the gospel? Um, does it deny what uh, God says about Himself and His Word? Uh, then, if if that's the case, then that then that claim is a lie. <clears throat> this is how we know how to recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus as Christ is come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. So religious uh, systems that deny Jesus and the divinity of Jesus, it's not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Small a. This is Antichrist. This is a spirit of Antichrist. Yeah which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. What's already in the world? Spirit of Antichrist. It's already in the world. Well, I'm worried about the Antichrist. It's already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. It's already there. I mean, I've seen people get all torqued about that, man. Woof, my goodness. You know, the height of vaccines and all of that. People are like, this is the Antichrist, you know. Um, first of all, I don't know if anyone ever asked anyone before they got the vaccine. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or not? That really wasn't the question. <laughs> to, to think to think that some a medical procedure is, uh, you know, that is not based on a, a matter of faith is uh, somehow related to the Antichrist this is a little ridiculous, in my opinion. Whether you get the vaccine or not, that's your opinion. That's your call. I don't, I mean, it makes no difference uh, in terms of your spiritual well-being, uh, as, as long as you're obeying your conscience. But, um, but to think, you know, that's the Antichrist. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, the spirit of Antichrist is already out around. It's been around. It's been around. This is John wrote this in the in the like 60 AD, 70 AD, maybe as late as 80, 80. It's already been, he said it back then. The spirit of Antichrist is already around. The spirit that is against Christ. Yeah. All right. Verse four. You, dear friends, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, here you go, here you go, just underlinable, underlinable, we just made a new word. The one who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I don't have to fear. I mean, there's so much fear mongering going on, you know, trying to get people afraid, afraid of this and afraid of that, afraid of one another. But the one who is in you is greater than he is in the world. The one who's in you, Jesus, the spirit of God that's in you is greater than what? The spirit of Antichrist is in the world. Yeah. You ain't got nothing to be afraid of. 
you got a big challenge today. You got something you got to go to do today. You got something that's going to require a lot of you today. Maybe you got a tough conversation, tough, tough decision. You got a, just a, a tough day that you're facing. It's going to be a tough season that you're in. You what? Here's what you need to know. Here's what we need to know. Be reminded of. Greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. Yes. Yes. I hope you receive that today. Greater is He that is in you than is He than He that's in the world. Verse five. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. Who? The people who are influenced by the spirit of Antichrist. They are in from the world and they therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. The viewpoint of the world, worldview. People have a secular worldview. A lot of Christians have secular worldviews. They go to church on Sunday, but their worldview is secular. What does that mean? It means do you do we live with a worldview that God is in charge? that God is just, that God is holy, that God is good, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to redeem humanity, that humanity is both good and fallen. Do we have a worldview that is consistent with the Bible? Or do we have a secular worldview that just basically uh, believes what uh, modern um, opinions uh, propose? That God isn't in charge, that we have to, we, we, uh, we're in charge of ourselves and the and are the people in, in the White House or in the, the governor's mansion, they are, they're in charge. No, they have temporal power, but God is ultimately in charge. The worldview, the worldview of creation, that in the beginning, God created everything. He created man and woman in his image. That biblical worldview. He says they are they're from the world, therefore they speak from the world, if, from the viewpoint of the world. If you start with that presupposition that you're uh, with a worldly point of view, you'll believe anything the world throws at you, <laughs> right? But we, no, we don't start with a worldly view. We start with a with the presupposition, with the the basis that God is, that God is. We are from God. Here we are, verse six. That's us. Verse five. That ain't us. Verse six. This is us. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. Who? The apostles, those who teach the truth. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. What, what's he saying? By who they listen to. You can tell who's the spirit of God and the spirit of falsehood by who they're listening to. Same thing Jesus taught in John chapter 10. The sheep know the shepherd's voice, right? We know our shepherd. The reason we know our shepherd is because we familiarize ourselves with the shepherd through his word. Yeah. That's what we do. Verse 7. Some good stuff in here, man. I'm telling you. Welcome, guys. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad you're here on this uh, Tuesday, October 5th. We're diving into 1 John chapter 4. Yeah, welcome, man. It's glad to have you. Verse 7. Dear friends. Let us love one another. There's John, man. He's going to talk about loving each other. You know, that's John. John going always going to go back to reminding people, you got to love each other, man. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. God pay love. Some of God pay love. That self-giving with, with not, demanding nothing in return kind of love. Everyone who is born of Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. 
Now, can we see expressions of love um, among people who are not saved? Of course, yes. You can see selfless acts of love among the unsaved, for sure. Um, but what John is saying is that those selfless acts of love, that selfless act of that should be that should be the norm for the follower of Jesus, not not the exception, not a momentary flash of of love, not a momentary flash of kindness. <laughs> it's like whoa. He, he broke out in kindness today. What happened? No, 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 no. It should be, it should be indicative of our lives always. Love, agape. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You can't, you can't claim to be a follower of Jesus if you don't love because God is love. If we're his child, if we've been adopted into his family, then his spirit is in us. And we're becoming more like him. And so we're going to love like he did. So if God is our father, we are children of God, children of agape love. Um, then that agape love is going to, you know, it's going to creep out. It's going to creep out. That's a bad word. That's not really the word I'm looking for. Seep out, maybe. It's going to get on us. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to get some of that agape love on us. <laughs> uh, yeah. And people will see it. Um, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. So how do we see it? How do we see the, uh, the agape love of God shown? He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Yes. This is the uh, incarnation of Jesus, man. That's how we see perfect love. That's how we see agape love in action. That's how we see self-emptying. We don't even understand what love is until we fully see what Jesus has done for us. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Wow. Wow. This is love. What is love? Not that we loved God, not that we were all that, not that we were super spiritual, not that we were so super kind and gracious and, you know, God's so fortunate that we loved him so much. <laughs> no, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us. He loved us first. All of our love, see, all of our love is a re, is a reciprocal love. It's, a, it's a, We're returning a love that God has issued towards us from the beginning. You ever think about this? God says, I love you first. You know, in a relationship, you know, it's like, man, well, I'm always having to say I love you first. Why don't you say you love me? Then I can say I love you, too. I never get to say I love you, too, because I'm always saying I love you. You know how it is. You ever have that little bicker with your with your spouse? Maybe not. You guys you guys are more mature and everything. But anyway, um, yeah, but um, Jesus, the, 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 the scripture teaches us that God always says I love you first. And we always say I love you, too. It's always, this is love. Not that you loved God, but that God said, I love you. And then we say, I love you too. Yeah, hope you feel that, man. Today, God is speaking, I love you, to you. Yes, he is. He loves you. He loves you dearly. And with our lives and with our actions, with our decisions, with our, with our, 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 our striving to glorify and honor him, we, we are saying, I love you too. 
Verse 10, verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. Nobody ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. No one can see God, but you can see the love of God through the people of God as we love each other. And as we love God, right? We can see the love of God. Um, people can see the love of God as we live it out according to love, right? Um, we, we can live in such a way that makes it easier to, for people to believe that God is good and that God is loving. It's like, I don't really understand what Terry's about. I don't understand all that, all that stuff. I don't understand what Jane is about. I don't understand what, I don't understand what you know, Bill is about. I don't understand what all these people are about. I don't understand what Edda's about. I don't, you know, I don't understand what they're about. But man, they got a they got a love in their lives that they display towards people, and uh, makes me makes it a little easier for me to believe that God is loving and that God is good. Yeah, that's what it's what we're about. Verse thirteen. This is how we know that we live in Him and He is in us, and He in us. He has given us His Spirit. He's given us His Spirit, and we want the world to hear it. All our doubts are passed away. That's an old song, y'all. That's an old song. Um, yeah, he gives us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in us. That's how we know. And, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on, on the love God has for us. Yeah. Anyone who uh, acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives them, them, and they in God. This is very similar to what John writes in the Gospel, John fifteen, that Jesus thought about abiding. Right? If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. It's that I and him, and he, John uses that terminology a lot. I and him, and him and you, and my, me and the Father. And this is this is a sacred community that we are in, that we enter into when we become children of God. We enter into that family uh, that that existed for eternity between the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Children of God now become a part of that family. We're all in. We're in the family together, united by the Spirit. Um, verse 16, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God, love, um, God is love. The way we understand what love is, is because it's what God is at this, at the, at the essence of God. Now, love doesn't say everything about God. That gets some confusing. Now, love is not God. Right, that's where you would get mixed up. Love is not God. God is love, but love is not God. Right, you know, it's like um, um, every tiger is a cat, but not every cat is a tiger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> every tiger is a cat, but not every cat is a tiger. God is love, but love is not God. And that's where I think a lot of people mix up. They think that's that that love. And generally, their 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 um, interpretation of what love is, which generally has something to do with a feeling or how it makes me feel, uh, that is God, and that's not God. That's an idol. When when love, when this thing that this feeling, this emotion, 
is what drives my life. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, the highest good becomes that feeling. Uh, friends, that's not God. That's a, that's an idol. God is love. How do we know what love is? God shows us what love is. God demonstrates for us what love is. And love is much more than a feeling. Love is a is a choice. It's a decision. You know, that's why you, you make vows at a at a wedding. You know, because love is a decision. <laughs> love isn't a feeling. Everybody feels great when you're standing up at the altar. Oh, yeah, everybody. You got all you looking good. You smelling good. You got a bunch of really nice people around you. Well, except for that crazy aunt. But anyway, besides that, <laughs> you got a bunch of nice people around you. Um, and it's easy to make promises. But the reason you make promises is because you're saying, you know, there's going to come times in my life. I'm not going to feel like I feel right now, but I'm choosing to keep my promise. God is love at the at the essence of God's heart and character is love. And the way we understand more about love is to understand more about God. Whoever lives in uh, verse 10 or 17. Sorry, my eyes are terrible. Getting old, man. 17. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. When you're in Jesus, you don't have to fear judgment. You don't have to fear judgment when you're in Jesus. There is no fear in love. Oh, here's another one. Underlinable. Underlinable. Oh, we're running out of time, man. We got to hurry up. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We have nothing to be afraid of. Perfect love. Another one you want to memorize, man. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. When we're in Jesus, we don't have to be, free, be afraid of anything. And we don't even have to be afraid on the day of judgment because we are in Jesus. We love because there it is right there. We say, I love you too. Verse um, 19. We love because he first loved us. Yes. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister. Here's John saying again, you can't be claiming to love God. Can't claim to love God and not be nice to your brother and sister. Love them. You got to love them. He who claims to love God but hates his brother or sister is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they see have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. You can't be claiming you love God if you if you're a rascal to people. <laughs> if you you know if you mean to people, I love God, but you mean as a man. You mean as a hornet. Yeah, no, you can't do that. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have have seen cannot love God whom they've not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And I love John. John talks about love so much. He talks about the love of God. He talks about how we can know the love of God, how we can experience the love of God. And he also doesn't let us off the hook. He's like, yeah, and you can you got to have this this these awesome spiritual experiences and and fellowship with God, but it's got to be fleshed out in relationships. You've got to actually love your brother and sister. You got to love other human beings, and that begins with the family of God. Anyone who claims to love God but hates his brother and sister, John would say what? Is a liar. He, he faking it. <laughs> he faking it, y'all. It's not real. Yeah. Man, good stuff. Perfect love drives out fear. So good. All right, you guys. Hey, you know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. So, hey, let's pray. Let's talk to Jesus. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you for um, teaching us what love is. Thank you for saying, I love you first, always. Lord, we thank you for your love. And uh, we say to you today, we love you too. 
And we choose to express that to you in our words, in our actions, in our love for our brothers and sisters. Um, Lord, help us to make it easy for those uh, who don't believe to believe that you are good. Help us to make it easier for those to believe that you're loving and kind. Lord, thank you that you uh, you love us so much. You sent your son who was an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Uh, Lord, thank you for that. You cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, that um, perfect love drives out fear. So today we receive your love. We receive your, receive your grace and power. So we go out today with confidence and assurance that you're with us, that we have nothing to fear, and uh, not even the day of judgment. Because, Lord, we don't live under condemnation. We live under grace and righteousness that was provided to us by the shed blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray for my friends today. Encourage them, strengthen them, bless them, God. Let each and every person at the sound of my voice know that you are speaking. I love you to them right now. May it warm their heart. May it strengthen their spirit. May it give them confidence to face any challenge in your name. Lord, we love you today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Love you guys so much. Hope you guys are, are doing well. And thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for sharing it, subscribing to it, writing a comment, all those good things. Most of all, just thank you for being a part. Man, it means a lot to me. Uh, it's just an awesome time for us to learn and grow together. And, uh, and uh, I hope you know that you matter to God. He loves you. He loves you dearly. And he is with you no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through. So uh, have a great day. Go without fear and in great faith and knowing that God is uh, covering you with a banner of love. God bless you today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.